0: Welcome to Book Talk with Kara Putman. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kara Putman, the award-winning best-selling author of more than 30 novels. I write romantic legal suspense and World War II romance, but I read voraciously. Each week I'll introduce you to one of my favorite author friends as we talk books, writing, and life. Be sure to check back frequently for new episodes. I am so delighted to be here. I've got my friend Julie Lessman who has joined me for today, and she's perfect because she writes these wonderful Irish mm-hmm. characters and family sagas that start in World War I, and go World War II. You said you have like what, 10, 11 books with the O'Connor uh, There's,
1: there's going to be uh, six, seven, eight, uh, eight of them. Well, yeah, which is eight so... novels, but there's a lot of novellas too. So,
0: yeah which is awesome so yeah now people are finding us yay Um, so Julie could you just quickly reintroduce yourself so that um people can know a little bit more about what you write and uh try not to be too jealous that you're in Florida right now
1: okay I lost you because my there we go um I'm Julie Lessman and um I write well I started out writing um historical romance And then I flipped to contemporary and then I actually did a Western series, (laughs) historical. And now I just finished, I mean, last year, uh, a World War II book uh, that's a continuation of the O'Connors which is the Irish uh, family saga that I I love. They're like family to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and they should be after this many books. It's amazing when you get to know characters as deeply as you do for your writing. It really Mm -hmm. makes a difference. They do become like family as you're continuing just to kind of build out that story and everything. So um, we were talking about how, I mean, you've written historical, you've written cowboy country, Western, contemporary. And so we were talking about how you got started and you said it all tied back to Margaret Mitchell and Gone with the Wind.
1: Oh yeah. When I was 12, I read Gone with the Wind. I was a romance freak right out the gate because when I was like eight, I used to sneak down and watch all the romance movies um, when my parents were sleeping. You know, I just loved them. And then I even wrote (laughs) my own little book, but it was, you know, my mom didn't like it because I also drew pictures and (laughs) I had the men and women kissing. You know, I was a pretty good artist at eight, believe it or not. And she didn't like that at all. But when I was twelve, I read *Gone with the Wind*, and I just, it just, I just flipped out. I went, "Oh my gosh!" Um, so I decided that I was going to write my own, and I wrote three hundred pages of, okay. ended up being my uh, debut novel. Some forty years later, *A Passion Most Pure*. And it's, uh, it's and, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, *In a Passion Most Pure*. I'm still stunned it came out in 2008 because it's such a vivid memory for me just reading it um, and such a great book right out of the start but I'm so impressed that as a 12 year old you're writing a 300 page book that's yeah. a, that's incredible
1: oh I, I really like to write <laughs> and I and I you know I did that because I needed the romance and then when I got older of course I stopped writing because I had the romance you know so yeah uh, but then that's I picked awesome. it up in my 50s I I, You know, it's funny, I looked down on romance for so many years, um, because I was a career woman. And I thought, you know, oh, who reads romance, you know, and in my 50s, um, I felt like God spoke to me and said, you know, you love romance, I've gifted you with that. You know, why are you shunning it? And I, and I suddenly, I just didn't care. Suddenly it was what I wanted to do. And um, that, you know, I remember it was in a, I was in a beauty salon and I was reading a Newsweek cover article. It was back on 2001. And it was taught, it was when uh, Passion of the Christ came out and all that. And Christian books, movies, and music just were going through the roof. It was a, it was a 10 page cover article about that. And I'm reading this and something in my spirit said, now is the time to finish your book. So I start a month later. I started writing a passion most pure, you know, that with yeah. I had the skeleton, you know, and um, that's that's
0: basically how it how it started. <laughs> so. That's awesome. So we've got people like Mary Ruth, is from New Jersey, and Linda, and hey Shirley, and Corky from Houston, and Linda from Minnesota. But what I want to know is how many of you who are watching also got hooked on Gone with the Wind because as a teenager Mm -hmm. now Turner classic movies had just come out and I remember just watching all of the how they made Gone with the Wind and just being captivated by the movie I can tell you so much ridiculous trivia like they started filming without a scarlet and then Vivian Oli comes to the burning of Atlanta and he goes there's my scarlet with a British accent and you know just (laughs) the whole thing and there's something about that story that I just think is so, I, I don't know why, but it's because I don't want to live during the Civil War. I mean, what an awful, terrible thing. Yeah. And yet, oh, Joy's never seen it. And, and Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's such a long movie, but I love it. It's yeah,
1: still one of my
0: favorite movies of all time. And I think there's a timelessness to it.
1: Every, well, well, how many romances win a Pulitzer Prize? Come on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> true. Really. that's true. And, and I do have a cute story about Gone with the Wind. Um, I had never seen it. Back then, the movie came out every seven years. You're too young to remember that. But um, I had not seen it. And I went, it came out again when I was 16. Well, I was going to a Catholic girls school yeah. and my friends, I just said, "I've got, they were going to do a, a free showing for the religious community down at the Fox Theater in St. Louis and give out free popcorn and soda. I just went ballistic. And I said, we, I have to go, I have to go. So we, my friend had a sister who was in the convent, who was a novice. So she got us not, none habits. <laughs> we dressed up as nuns and when I'm sitting there as a nun, sitting there shoving popcorn on my mouth, and mesmerized. But the, the downside of it was when we were walking out into the lobby after it was over, we ran into the nuns from my school. And, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got in tro- so much trouble, but you know, it was so worth it. But after that, they thought I wanted to be a nun and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm a romance writer. I'm not a nun.
0: <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, I- I think I did see it in the theater once as an adult when it was like coming back out for yes. one of those releases and it was just so fun but there's I don't know we all think we want our Ashley and we're like wait but there's this other guy who's actually yes. oh. right <laughs>
1: he was hubba hubba let me tell you <laughs> Yeah.
0: And Linda's like, as a kid, I thought it was too long, but it allowed for more time for movie theater snacks, which is true. When yeah. you have to have an intermission at the movie theater, you know, it's either a Peter Jackson extended version movie, or it's gone with the wit. But it's probably yeah. just one of those options. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Rachel's like, I just want to smack Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that just, I, I never quite understood the appeal. No, me either. You know, reading the book because there's so much that's cut out from the book, and thank God, or it'd be a 20-hour movie. Exactly. Um, you know, and then it was like there was this resurgence in the 90s and early 2000s where you had these add-ons and Scarlet. What happened next? And then you, I, I'd never made the connection that a passion most had that kind of a feel to it. it, it Maybe does. that's why I loved that book so much. <laughs>
1: I remember your sister and, uh, and you, yeah. you, you, you know, when I first met you, you guys just blessed the socks off of me. Cause you were just, you know, really excited about the book and you know, I was brand new. Yeah. So that was exciting for me too. You know?
0: Absolutely. Now, as we've got, oh, <laughs> Linda's like and Scarlet needed to be smacked too. <laughs>
1: there oh, were like, like my charity in the book. I have a, I have a Scarlet in my book. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, when you're, you know, you've got all these books. What's your favorite genre to write? It, it's a
1: historical uh, romance. Well, I just love romance. I just finished writing a mystery, and one of my complaints about mysteries, like Hallmark mysteries or whatever, is it's 80% yeah. mystery suspense. It's- 20% maybe romance, and I am just yeah. a romance queen. I'm sorry. So I decided to write a, a mystery suspense that's 50-50. So um I just, you know, I and it is definitely 50-50. There's emphasis yeah. is more on the romance than the suspense, but the, both are there. But um historical romance, I just I absolutely love. I, I loved I love writing family sagas because I'm from a family of 13, 10 girls, three boys. Wow. And um, it was a very dysfunctional family, which, again, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, I guess, on the other on your private page. Okay. But um, I encourage anybody in the audience, um, if you want a free ebook, uh, I am they're doing uh, Isle of Hope, my award winning um, novel that's loosely based on my own dysfunctional relationship with my strange father. It's over on Misty's Book Nook on Facebook. And we're halfway through the month. So you still have enough half of the month to read it. And it's, there's no, there's no, pressure or stress but I'm giving a free ebook of that book to anybody that wants it and joins that joins Misty's and it's free I mean plus she's got a whole lineup probably are you on that list did I get that I
0: haven't heard from her yet but I hope to be on the list If you were on the
1: list you sent me I mean yeah. you and 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 Tamara and all kinds of you know great authors so you guys should sign up and if you do it this time this month you'll get a, a free ebook so anyway That's
0: awesome. be, yeah so, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. so um someone was asking do you remember this spoof on the carol Burnett show of where she was yes. to be making <laughs> the curtains into the dress i just die
1: when i see that that is so adorable it's, i love carol Burnett anyway yeah. but that that is just priceless it is
0: <laughs> yeah and so there's all these comments about oh yeah i mean i think if you didn't watch anything else on the Carol Burnett show, you've probably seen that. You
1: probably movie. saw that,
0: yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's so spot on and perfect. Uh-huh. And so, Corky's saying that you're a new author to her, which is so fun. I'm Corky, um, all right. <laughs> yeah, Julie writes amazing romance. And it is true that, you know, when you're writing a mystery, especially if it's like for Guideposts or Hallmark or someone like that, yeah. there's a formula that you have to follow. Sure. But at the same time, with romance, there's a formula as well, uh, to a certain extent, depending on who you're writing for but what's like a promise that you make to readers in your books what's something that they should expect regardless of what genre it is
1: okay my tagline is passion with a purpose
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: and when i first came out with the passion most pure um i remember my agents going she says well there's there's not a lot of christian you know (laughs) places that'll really look at this it's a little bit what i what what i like i'm a baby boomer okay And quite frankly, I get tired of the young people having all the fun. So all of my books, every single one of my books has a two-tiered love story. You got the main young, a hero and heroine, but then you have a subordinate hero and heroine who are older. They're either the mother and father, like in A Passion Most Pure, or they are, you know, I mean, every single book of mine has that, okay? And um, my books... They only have kisses, but there are bedroom scenes. And what I mean by that is um, there's nothing more than kisses in the bedroom scenes. But I have so many lessons I learned the hard way in my marriage. I've been married 43 years, going on 43 years, have one of the best marriages I've ever seen. Okay, I'm just going to say that right out there. And I learned so much. So every one of my books has lessons that I learned in my marriage and the characters experience them and go through them. And um, I love doing that. I just love it. So um, that's that's probably why my you know I really enjoy writing the historical family sagas because I can do yeah. that.
0: Well, and that's true. Now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, there is. There was like in the original O'Connor trilogy or four books, there was this thing going on with the parents, and you've yeah. got all those layers, and so that made it really that family feel, even though there was a definite you know younger yeah. romance going on. At well, the same and Ravel,
1: when Ravel bought the book. They bought the series. They said they'd never seen anything like that. They said that that was that really caught their eyes. And you you would ask me about my books. My books are more passionate, but they're they're done with a purpose. You know, frankly, I get real sick of things like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I yeah. mean, do you know it's one of the top selling books in the world? What's wrong with this picture? I mean, come on. God gave us romance and 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 sex, and and the world uses it to just. I mean it's just wrong so I like to take romance based on like you know in Song of Solomon that type of passion and I put it in my stories but it's all according to God's precepts and it's just kisses you know I do write a kiss pretty pretty mean
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's true. So, and there are a couple comments here that I think you would enjoy. Several other people have said you're new to them, which I love being able to use this to yeah. kind of as a forum to introduce my yeah. reader friends to some of my favorite writers. But then uh, Mary Ruth says that she's reading Isle of Hope for the second time this month, yes. and someone else. is her, Mary Ruth. You are a doll. <laughs> and then someone else actually, and I'm not seeing it now, but some. Oh, Linda Wagner said that Isle of Hope is ministering to her. So. Um. Just the idea that, you know, it's always encouraging as a writer because you put so much out there, there's so much work yeah. behind the scenes that nobody sees, and then to know when one of your books really is resonating at a deep level with people is yeah. always so so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn says that she loves your book so much and can't wait for your new stories. What made you decide to do a mystery? And well, we'll start with that one and then we'll go to the next question. Um, well,
1: you know what, I, I I don't like mysteries. <laughs> I'm going to just put that out there right now. I never read them. Okay. Um, what? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Years I have read. Don't get me wrong. Now, not all of them. Okay. But I have. Yes. And, and World War IIs, I, I've read too. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just didn't... I started watching Hallmark movies because all the romance Hallmarks, we saw them already. And I thought, oh, boring. He goes, well, there's a, there's a movie and, you know, a movie and mystery what do they call them or something. I go, I roll on. Well, I "I don't really want to watch it Aurora tea garden and all that we did. And I got hooked and that's where it started. I thought, you know, you know, I can do this. (laughs) You have to start it. I don't know if you do this, but I had to start at the back because you have to have the, the, the plot and the, the murder, whatever it is, and you got to backtrack with to sew everything in. So I had to do, I had to write it kind of backwards and then start over again.
0: Did you, uh, did you do that? Well, you know, when I, all the guidepost mysteries that I've written, you have to have kind of the, the shell of the plot at the beginning yeah. with your red herrings and all that yes. before you get approval to start writing. So most of my like mysteries have been pretty heavily plotted from the beginning so then you don't have to go backwards um but stars in the night which i thought i had a copy here somewhere oh there it is but that's my first world war ii suspense
1: oh i I remember sitting
0: in panera with 20 pages left on the phone with robin miller going uh who did it and i had it but I was like, I'm not sure it fits. And then as I talked through it with her, waiting for the police to arrive, because I'm discussing a murder on the phone, um, I realized it was yeah. all there. But yeah. I just, it's like, I got to that point and I'm like, I think I know who did it. Did I really? And then as I went back through <laughs> and read, I'm like, yeah, it's all here. But yeah. that was a very uncomfortable position. You know I what? would think so, yeah. I, that's happened to me a couple times. And I'm not 100% sure what happened. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite character from your O'Connor series?
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, Charity O'Connor, in, in book one, she is the vixen, okay? It's, yes, <laughs> She's the sister that I actually got letters from emails from people um, asking me to slap charity for him. Another one asked me to, uh, they wanted to see her killed or maimed. And they hated her. They hated her. In fact, my editor and my agent, because she was going to be book two. And she is book two. And my agent and editor said, oh, gosh, Julie, you know, I I don't know if even you can pull this (laughs) off to make it. But I I did, I think, you know, I I love her. But the reason I love her is she has the, the biggest, best arc growth spiritually of any other character and there's 15 people in this family okay and but but charity she ends up being fun she makes me laugh in every scene she's in even the serious ones I mean I and I never knew I was I never knew I was funny I I mean I just didn't think I was funny at all and but I started reading you know writing charity and I thought well she's got to get it from somebody right I mean so I must be funny you know but she's she's a hoot (laughs) (laughs) I love her and I love her too because she's she was the real uh sex pot she was the one that was always tempting the temptress um and and that's how I was before I was a Christian and so then I became the main character faith who is really spiritual and very into God um then I became faith when I came to Christ at the age of 23 so there's both facets of my personality in there you know
0: oh that's fine and it is you know, sometimes it's fun when we see like through a character and we're like, oh, I really am kind of funny. There's, there's this part of me that I didn't <laughs> Yeah, does
1: that shock you too? You all, you know, you're funny. So, but I don't
0: know. Oh, no. Because my brother, one of my brothers always told me I was born without a funny bone. So I just, I've always been like, oh, I'm not funny. And then I'd say something in class and my students would laugh and I'd be like, that was funny. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I am kind of funny, but I don't think of it like Ginny B. Jones is like in my oh. mind effortlessly funny even her emails are funny yes and mary keneally too yes yes exactly you know they're just these people who the way they see the world i'm like i wish i could do that Me too. um so it but it is it, and then you'll read something you wrote and you're right it's one of those things where you go oh well i it, it came from somewhere so it, <laughs> at it. so it must be funny right you know? yeah exactly <laughs> So uh, Lynn said she's rereading A Passion Most Pure. Oh, okay. uh, is that inspired, Lynn? Yeah, and she said it inspired and entertained her at a real low point in her life. So thank you so much for listening to God's plan and becoming a writer.
1: Oh, God bless you, Lynn. I love you to pieces.
0: <laughs> and Tracy said that she loves charity. And it is fun to see that redemption. Really? Stacy said that? Yeah. Oh, good for you. It's exactly how I
1: feel, too. And what's your favorite? I what's their favorite uh, out of the O'Connor men? Um, my favorite is Mitch and, and Luke, but I don't know if anybody, I don't know how many people have read them or what your favorite was, you know?
0: Gosh, I don't, you know, I always have a harder time remembering the guy's names, especially oh, yeah. with my heroes. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny, cause I'll be like, I'll grab a book cause you know, you're getting ready to do a book club or whatever. I'm like, okay, what are the characters' names again? <laughs> I mean you know that's how it is I wouldn't have, yeah. other books and you're like wait a second uh okay it's Emily and Reed Reed that's
1: his name. Yeah so- well and don't Kira don't you change the names several times before you get to the end of the book? I, I do I so do. I, my beta readers go, Well, who is this guy?
0: Yes. Go, oh, that was
1: the old guy's name. <laughs> that was his old yes.
0: name. And it doesn't happen. Usually I, I kind of have a pretty good idea, but there have been a couple where I kind of put a name on them and I'm like, it doesn't fit yet. I'm not quite sure who yeah. they are, and then it'll be like line edits, and they're like, who is this character? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I it all the time. So it's it's always interesting when that happens. Uh, Tracy says she loves Patrick, but Mitch is perfect for charity.
1: So. Oh, I agree. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so it's always fun. Um, Lynn says Stephen is her favorite, and Joy's like, it cracks me up how many ca- authors can't remember their character names. Yep. Who said that? <laughs> who, who said that? Uh, joy did so oh, yeah. uh joy did <laughs> yeah so and you know it's i've written 34 books Yeah. how many wow. have you written you, i mean you've written a i've lot only
1: written books. 26 so oh, I, my, well, but, really? yeah yeah that's not many no my books are they're they're doorstoppers though because my lap, latest book is the one where i'm is on sale for 99 cents right now the world war ii book that's 520 pages long oh my word yeah but i i they they actually kind of made the type a little smaller so it wouldn't be so
0: big <laughs> oh my goodness yeah because yeah, most of these yours are were, were definitely thicker but you know this was like 340 pages and they're like can you cut it down any I'm like <gasps> no <"Nope." laughs>
1: I know and Isle of Hope um Ravel wanted to buy it and it's because that's an Isle of Hope is in my indie book but they wanted to buy it but they said you know, Julie, you're going to have to cut it down. Can you cut it in half? And they wanted me to tone down the spirituality as well because um, I, I'm pretty pretty spiritual in my books, you know? And, yeah, you and that's really not the thing today. I mean, because they're trying to, to broaden the net. And, you know, those on the fringe that are more secular readers, they're not going to want to have all the deep spiritual messages. But see, that's why I write. That's what I yeah. love, you know? So that's why I have hope is uh, is a ministry book to me more than it's just an out. That's why I'm giving it away to
0: anybody that joins Misty's Book Nook um, in ebook, so. Yeah, no, and that's great. For those of you who have popped in since the last time she mentioned that a while ago, um, this month, if you join Misty's Book Nook, she's giving you a copy. Julie is giving you a copy of her Isle of Hope and it's 520 pages. So you're getting your money's worth because it's free. It's <laughs> well,
1: it's, um, it's I don't know if it's 520, I guess it is. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I forget which one is that long.
0: But yeah, but it's also the one that people have been commenting on as really ministered to them. Um, yes. And also Julie is giving away 10 eBooks for picking from people who comment. So definitely keep the comments coming. Uh, Joyce says, I pray that we don't lose those faith elements in books because it is so important. Uh, And Lynn said she also likes Gabrielle O'Connor, have known someone that hid their tender bruised heart under a tough shell. And that's so true. So many people do walk around with with this tough facade and it's because they're really wounded on the inside. So is there a character that you've written that went one direction when you really expected them to go this way and then they just refused to cooperate and they went a different direction? Um, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll tell you, um, Lizzie in book three, I I mean, she went a little bit different than what I wanted. The one that really surprised me was Luke McGee, who is my favorite hero I've written, okay? Mm -hmm. He's in A Hope Undaunted, which is the fourth O'Connor book. Mm -hmm. um and he was supposed to just be in book three i introduced him when he's a kid and he was just supposed to be a cameo but when i started writing his cameo and and the page that he was on he just he just grabbed my heart oh my gosh i just he ended up becoming an integral part of that book and then he's the hero in the next book so you know some some of them just force their way in you know
0: (laughs) it is it's true and or they stand up and say i need my own book Uh, which is, you know, they may take the role that you think they are, but I'll never forget when um, Amanda Bostic, my editor was reading Beyond Justice and she's like, Savannah needs her own book. And Savannah was the mentor character and I knew she'd be in a bunch of them, but I hadn't really thought about her having her own book. And then that became Flight Risk. And it was so fun because kind of like you said, where you're writing the kind of the generational romance, Savannah's turning 40. Um, and it's kind of a second chance romance. And it was so fun and challenging in a different way because i like, both the hero and heroine are in their just turning 40 or early 40s. Awesome. they know who they yeah, are. Fantastic. They have that career. And so it was a different type of romance because instead of a, you know, I, I want someone to go through life with it, was do I really want to give up my freedom and my independence yeah. to allow someone else into my life in addition to the tough shells that were protecting wounds from the past. Um, a lot of people commenting that they, you know, love having books like yours that have that strong faith element and hope you'll keep writing them. Uh, and that they love long books and series. <laughs> you know, well
1: this so- is my crowd, I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is definitely your crowd. Uh, someone else agreed that they loved Savannah's story, that you know that they thought that was a really good one and strong ones. So yeah, this is your, your fan club, even with the people who are discovering you for the first time. So I wow, love it. That's, that's awesome. I'll get them a free book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tomorrow is St. Patrick's day yes. and you Irish American characters. So hmm. what is something that we should all know as we get ready for St. Patrick's day?
1: Well, um, about St. Patrick's day, let's see. Uh, Well, I can tell you a cute little story. You know, I write Irish family sagas. So I, my mother, my grandmother's name was Cavanaugh. So I knew I was Irish. I always thought I was a quarter Irish. So I I really liked that. Okay. Well, so I did Ancestry, our heritage DNA thing. And it came, and I told all my readers on my blog about it. I'll let you know what I am. And it comes back zero Irish, zero. Really? devastated. I didn't even tell my, I didn't even write it on my blog. Well, then for Christmas that next year, I got my husband an ancestry DNA, which is actually a more thorough one because you have to spit into a tube for like 20 minutes. It's like we did it. The other one was a swab. So that's not as good. And, and I, I did one for myself again and it came back. I was 30% Irish. So, you know, so yay. So, So I, that makes me feel good because I just love Irish, anything Irish.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And with a, a last name like Kavanaugh, it seems like it's a no-brainer. It,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, Lynn asked, did you enjoy writing about World War II? And she asked for both of us. And I love World War II. And I've always said, although I'm getting older, but I'm like an old soul in a young body where the time, the movies, yes. just all of it. I love that time period. But did you enjoy writing? During, I, a book set during world war ii I, I i didn't think i would
1: but i knew it had to be during world war II. i it wasn't my choice it was just how the timeline yeah but then- after i did i just absolutely adored it i mean um like i said you know you had, i had to learn all kinds of uh, research everything i mean something as simple as i have a scene where they're in a the jeep together and she, they're fighting and she wants to, he, he's, he, you know, she's trying to convince him and she, I wanted to have her just, you know, go over by him. But in a Jeep, you know, you, there's a gear shift and there's, you know, the bucket seat. You, you can't do that. And then I was, I was having him, you know, do the key that, it, you know, just grind the key. There's no keys in a Jeep. I mean, there's a foot pedal, you know, and there are no doors. I have him leaning against the door and, you know, he'd fall <laughs> out. So there was a lot of that stuff that I had to really, you know, like I said, I, I did research probably on every page and, and sometimes every paragraph, you know, so yeah, and I enjoyed it. It because you know why it was during uh, the year that I finished it, it was the 75th anniversary of D Day, yeah, uh, V E Day, and D Day, and V J Day. So, yeah. um, that was, that. that was very, very cool, yeah. So,
0: yeah, and that's one of the things where I found YouTube can be your friend because you'll find all these old videos like for stars in the night I had them flying and I had to I had to find a museum for like American Airlines that then sent me photocopies of the timetables for where flights were flying between different places and what airplane and then I hopped on YouTube to see okay what did the plane look like and you know And so I've got this scene where they're playing cards at a table and then they lay down because they change it into, you know, like little beds you could lay on. And all of that was based on a video, you know, like a a, a newsreel of here's what this looks like. And yeah, but it was so different from what we would expect. i like, Everyone, it looked like you were like in a conversion van where everybody's got these bucket seats that just swivel between yeah. the tables, so you could talk to people <laughs> and all this. Yeah, and like, we don't fly that way anymore. No, no, yeah, it it it's
1: pretty cool, you know. I I, I used a lot of videos from YouTube on how to fly a plane and what, yeah. how she's supposed to do it, and a lot. What was fun? Lots of little tidbits like anything that happens in the in the uh, uh, airline uh, wasp portion which is the first part of the book it's all taken from from what actually happened like she actually stows away uh, on a on a medical ship to go over to the front but do you know who did that Uh, uh, what's his name Uh, Hemingway's wife uh, what was her name now well, anyway, she no, was,
0: or something like that.
1: It was, um, I it just left my brain, but she did that. She snuck on because they wouldn't let her go over, and she snuck on and hid in a bathroom, which is what I have my character do. <laughs> and yeah. and she, uh, you know, she was over there on the front lines on GJ when they landed, yeah. And and so it, I just took everything real I could find and tried to implement it as best I could, you know
0: that was one of the challenges with Shadowed by Grace, which is my Monuments Men book. Yes, America. yes, I and love was, that. And it was, I, I love the book. It was so much fun to write, but the easy part was the hero because I knew he was a Monuments Men. So that was <laughs> easy. Really easy. Up yeah. With a career or a job that would put a woman on the front lines or right behind the front lines yeah. was not easy. And yeah. I didn't want a nurse because Sarah Sundin was doing the nurses at that time. And I didn't, you know, I was like, I had ideas for future books. But then I found that there were these women war photographers, and there yes. were not a bunch of I them. There so were just cool. enough that I was like, okay. And one of them was actually in the Pacific on the islands, and I was like, that's crazy. But oh. you know, there were women who were following along on the European front. And I'm like, okay, that's what she's going to do. But yes. it took so long to find that, and I was like, but it matters. You can't just have an American woman show up a mile well, behind the front line every, go, You know oh, when you. you have
1: when you write historicals you have to you have to be dead on because they'll the readers will catch you and if they catch you (laughs) they lose (laughs) lose respect for you and and they it diminishes the story for them it does so Mm -hmm. you really have to be careful you know
0: all right and linda thank you for saying that you're reading uh buckeye promises i hope you're enjoying that series um let's see got a couple more questions and we'll wrap up. Lynn says she also loves your Heart of San Francisco series. And Kara Putman also wanna do a shout out for your World War II series in Ohio. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, sure. um, Lynn loves World War II.
0: Oh my gosh. I That's one of the things I wanna get back to writing at some point, just for fun, because oh, I have sure. so many, like one of my ideas is a wasp idea and there's just so much cool stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, Corey said, I am so thankful for the World War II books that have become more prevalent. Her dad was a bombardier. Uh, but wouldn't talk about the war. Yeah. And so my, one of my regrets is that I never asked one of my grandpas, I just didn't kind of fall in love with World War II until, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I never thought to ask him questions until after he died. And he was stationed at the Pentagon. And I'm like, I would love to know what he was doing. Yeah, I know, missed opportunity. And then my other grandpa is actually the basis for the hero in my first book because he was the only son of a farmer got drafted four times and kept getting sent home because he was the only son of a farmer and so I got to thinking about okay what would that do when you're ready to fight you're healthy and you keep getting sent home and just kind of playing with all of those ideas yeah yeah and Heidi's like readers know how to google yes you do And as a reader, I always love those books where I'm so swept into the history that I begin to wonder which parts are real. And I then go and Google to see, because I'm like, yes. how can I know that a, a authors really transported me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I like in the end, in the back to put what actually yeah. was all true, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Here's the stack of research that I did. So that <laughs> I did throw this in here. here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, well, Thank you so much to everybody who's popped in. Don't forget to leave a comment so that Julie can put you in the random drawing for ten yeah. of her ebooks. I'll announce it
1: tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. On this video, you'll—I'll put it on. Video. I mean,
0: okay, awesome. Yeah. And then all month of March, she's giving away a copy of her ebook *Isle of Hope*. If you join Mindy's Book Nook, which yeah. is a Facebook page or group, Um, and so she's also the featured author on that this month, so thank you, Julie, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. me. I
1: really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was so fun to catch up, and it's always good to talk books. I know. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone, and I'll be back next week on Tuesday with another one of these book talks. Thanks so much.
1: Okay, bye, Kara.
0: If you enjoyed this conversation, remember you can join us live on my Facebook page on Tuesday evenings at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next conversation. I'd also be grateful if you'd leave a review on your favorite platform. I love to hear from you, so be sure to leave a comment on this episode's show page at karaputman.com. and you can also interact with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget, when you join my e-newsletter, I send you a copy of Dying for Love, the novella that launches the Hidden Justice series, as my gift to you. Thanks again for tuning in.